Don't touch the dial. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you something that I don't think I've told you before. I'll be on stage at the Deal Maker Live event in Dallas, Texas on July 25th, 6th, and 7th. This event is going to be insane. Michael Blanc will be there. Hal Elrod will be there. Corey Peterson, Robert Helms. Are you kidding me? Adam Adams, Joe Fairless, Andrew Cushman, Matt Faircloth, David Zook, Brian Burke, Michael Becker, Reed Goosen, Stan Hanford, and Neil Bawa. It's going to be insane. I hope to see you there. Just go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash Adam to get an extra 100 bucks off and not to pay full price. Do the forward slash Adam. That link's in the show notes. So go ahead and go into the links and grab your tickets right now to Dallas. I'll see you on July 25th through 27th. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. All right. Welcome back to the one and only Creative Real Estate Podcast. This is where we teach you out-of-the-box strategies to being extremely successful in your real estate business. And today, we are really in for a treat because James Kanasami knows how to, how to raise $8 million in just 24 hours. It's mind-boggling. I thought I was great at raising money, but I know that today I was not able to do what you can do. So I'm grateful to have you. James, take me back to the sure. very first real estate deal you've ever done. So the first one, I mean, you, are you talking about multifamily or are you talking about single family or overall real estate? Very, very first deal of any kind. Uh, we did uh, single family. We did a rental and we bought it in San Antonio. I believe we bought it at $60,000 a door, you know, turned it into a rental, rehabbed it and turned it into a rental. Okay. When you decided to go to multifamily, what made you change or make the leap from single to multi? Um. I think the biggest thing that happened to us was basically we hit into like 10 properties on our 11 property and we had so much of issues on getting more loans, right? I mean, you are capped out at 10, right? Otherwise you have to go portfolio loan and all that. And we did portfolio loan, but it's just so hard, right? And uh, that was one big problem. The other big problem that we had was you know, the amount of work that we have to do to upkeep with insurance, you know, every time we buy a house in single family, you know, the insurance agent send me like a, you know, three page questionnaire for one property and I have to fill up each one of those. And because we bought each property at different, different timeline and insurance is like expiring at different, different timelines. So every month I have to, I have to struggle to remember when insurance expire, I have to go and get, so it's just, you know, too little money for too much work. Got right? it. So, Got it. So that's why we went to multifamily. How many doors have you been a part of? How many multifamily doors have you personally been a part of since you got started? So we own directly 100, I'm sorry, 1,400 units. 1,400? Yes. All right, perfect. We are going to stay. All right, so 1,400 doors? Yeah, 1,400 units that's owned and directly managed by us, right? So it's not when, let me, investment, it's not passive investment. Okay, let me clarify. You said it's owned directly by you. Does that mean you you uh, own these without syndicating them? Or no, no it, is, it is being syndicated with our passive investors, but we don't have any partners. Okay. We don't have anybody else in the GP ships. 
Take me back to the first time you ever did a syndication and raised money. Was it, was it easy? Were, the first time you ever did it, were you able to raise $8 million in 24 hours? No, the first time, because it was only 45 uh, units, right? So we only raised 430000 which was we raised within 24 hours as well. Okay. All right. So what I want the listener to take away from this today is I want us to know, me as well, because I'm a syndicator, I need to be able to raise $8 million in one day. <clears throat> so how do I do that? What, is, what are your tips, tricks, strategies, and steps toward being able to actually raise that amount of money in just a day? So I think a lot of it starts with the track record that you have, right? So even when I started my first 45 units money raising, we raised like 430,000 even within 24 hours. But before that, it's a, it's a step, right? So even before raising your first deal, you have to make sure that you go out there and tell everyone that you know, what is your track record, right? So we told everybody about our 13 single family homes when we started on how we flipped it, right? Within two years, we built up like 400,000 of equity. We, we had like six uh, houses, which was, you know, zero cash out of pocket. So we, we, we build that credibility even before we start raising our money. So people need to know that you are a serious player, that you know what you're doing, you know how the real estate works, even before you start any money raising for multifamily syndication or any other commercial syndication, right? So, so that was the first step, right? So once you do the first 45 units, we did refi within 12 months and we gave back everybody 170%. So, so you still have to publicize that accomplishment. I mean, there's nothing wrong about publicizing really, really good accomplishments, right? So we start making sure that we let everybody know our accomplishment. And, and from there, we did another deal, which did the same thing as well. And we did publicize. So people get to know a lot more about us and, there was so much of referrals coming in. Hey, you know, this person want to invest, that person want to invest, right? So, so that was, that are the growth by referral that I'm, I'm talking about uh, that allow us to raise money very quickly because people know our track record, right? So the second thing, which is another big thing that a lot of people don't realize now, what you and I know and all the people that we know in the Facebook or we meet in the meetup, you know, they are, a lot of them are passive investors who are able to contribute money to your syndication, but a lot of them are also active passive investors. So what I mean with that is um, when you're active, you are really active, but not everybody active has um, a lot of uh, fun to be deployed, right? And they also have a lot of, have a lot of options, right? So active sponsor, active passive investors may know like 10 different sponsors and they're going to distribute their money across everybody. But so if you go out of your circle of active passive investors to look for passive passive investors, people who are not in all these circles, right? Uh, people who people who are, you know, they only know you who are in real estate, right? So that's where you get a lot more fun coming in because they only know you at the same time they um, you know you are able to impress them with your story at the same time they you build relationship with them right and so these few factors creates passive passive investors and there's a lot of passive passive investors out there i mean if you realize it our circle of friends and influence or network is pretty small compared to the people out there who has the money who want to who want to invest in someone they trust Awesome. Is there another step uh, that we need to talk about? Um, I think these are the two big ones. One is referral okay. just by track record. Uh, and also the third is 
passive passive investors and maybe the fourth is you know make sure that you go into these channels like you know facebook groups you know podcasts and make sure you are known out there i mean you'll be surprised on how many people listen to you on podcasts but they never even contact you but you know six months later they do um they do uh, what you call it, reach out to you and say, hey, and I've heard you here. I heard you that they feel that they're connected to you. They already know you, right? So that makes a lot of difference in terms of raising money from that kind of people just because they already know you. And, and probably the fourth step, I'm, I'm, let me, I just remembered something which is important. I did a lot of value add to people, which means, you know, doing free webinars on, you know, uh, tax benefits, uh, you know, free webinar on asset protection to all my passive investors. And this is a webinar which I did free for a lot of people and a lot of people start joining in, start being in my email distribution list and I got to know them and they got to know me. And when the deal comes, they are in my list and I, they invest. Perfect. I'm going to try to sum this up and we might really <laughs> yeah. clarify some of the details. Okay, so sure. Sure. James Kanasami is going to show us exactly how he is now able to raise $8 million just by doing uh, a few phone calls in 24 hours, he's able to raise it. So we're going to dive into this, but this is what you are here for. This is what the listener is listening for. How uh -huh. is James able to get $8 million just in 24 hours? And uh -huh. here are the four steps. Here are the four different steps that he's saying that he's doing. Number one, he publicizes his accomplishments. Okay, he publicizes Absolutely. it. So let me, uh, we're going to ask you how you do that. But next, uh -huh. you get referrals. Well, again, we're going to ask you how to do this. Uh -huh. Number three is you find passive, passive investors instead of active, passive investors. I'm going to ask you more about that. Sure. The fourth one is you're, you are finding a way to get into Facebook groups and onto podcasts. So I want to be able to add value to the listener who never know, would know how to get onto a podcast, I want you to share with them how to do that, how to go into the Facebooks. What are you saying? And then the last one we're talking about here is adding value to people. And you've uh -huh. done this through webinars by sh teaching people tax benefits of real estate investing. You've done it through uh -huh. webinars by teaching asset protection. So I'm going to ask you a little bit about how do you get these webinars started and how do you promote them? Because that's what the listener needs to take away from how to be able to do exactly what you're doing. So here we go. Uh -huh. Back to the top. When uh -huh. you say you publicize your accomplishments, uh -huh. what are you talking about? How do you do that? I mean, anything, right? Anything that you're doing very well right now, right? So, I mean, so for example, when I start my single family flips, you know, so Basically, you talk to people in the meetups or, you know, anywhere that you meet them, right? Say that we did this and we did, we bought this house at this much price and we flipped it using this hard money and then we refinance it and all, which is a big thing for a lot of people. And, and at the same time, when you do your first multifamily deal and if it's doing very well, you go out there and publicize it through Facebook or even when you talk to people at meetup, you know. Or if you go to any podcast, you do mention about your accomplishment. If Then people know that you are a real player who know what you're doing. You have real results. So you want to talk about your real results to people. Do you also, okay, you said Facebook. You said you say it on podcasts. You talk about it on Facebook and mm -hmm. in other forums. Correct. But what you didn't mention, which I almost expected you to, so let's mm -hmm. talk about it, is mm -hmm. um, finding a way to do a uh, uh, what are they called? I can't believe I'm losing it, but where you actually publish 
uh-huh. or um, you do a, a social media. No, you do a advert. I don't know what it's called. For some reason, <laughs> I'm on the spot, so I can't remember the name for it. Okay. But you basically get in the news. Get in the news. Yeah, yeah, correct. So, and, and so, is that something you do? Well, not not the news. News. I mean, I usually have my email list, and I I publicize through my email list. One thing, and the other thing is just whenever you meet people, when you meet up, and all that. Of course, you don't go and brag about yourself, but you can always, you know, when opportunity come, you can talk about it, right? So basically, telling people that what you have been doing very well. And how you have been doing it, you know, just letting people know that you are a player. I mean, there's no point of sitting behind the room and keep quiet and just listening, absorbing everything and getting rich by yourself, right? So you have to let people know that that you are a real player and you are making money, you know, uh, by doing something that you really know or skilled at. Perfect. All right, next one, referrals. Mm-hmm. So are you asking for referrals or are these just organically happening? And if you're asking, how do you ask? How does the person who's listening uh, learn how to get referrals. So referrals is basically, I tell people, like, hey, if you are an investor, if you know anybody else that might be interested, I have a lot of people who are disappointed because they could not get into the deals recently because they came last minute. And I do a lot of 506B. In fact, I, I only do 506B. Um, out of my eight deals, I only did one 506C. 506B is where you have to have a relationship, right? So I basically uh, tell people that people come in last minute after I go under contract, just before closing, they want to invest. And I say, no. So I tell them, whenever I do my announcements after the closing, I tell people, if you know someone else, let them know right now and get them to call me and establish meeting so that we can build relationship for the next deal. And, you know, and I tell them very clearly, there's a lot of people who are disappointed, cannot get in because they, they came in too late. They didn't have a relationship with me. So, so because of that, people tell, oh, I know this person, I know that person. And, and of course, the reason why they refer another person is because they can see the results that they are experiencing, right? And some people do not want to do referral because it's the first time they're doing, they do not know how we're doing. But if they are experiencing really good results, uh, you tell them to tell others. That was incredibly valuable. Honestly, that was incredibly valuable. Wow. Every part of how you said it uh, was uh, was psychologic. So, uh-huh. psych, so I don't know the word for it, but <laughs> psychologically, there we go. Psychologically yeah. beneficial for you because it creates a little bit of scarcity in their minds. It wow. lets them know they have to move quickly. It lets them know that there's so much good about that. So if I were listening now, I would probably try to rewind it, listen to it again. Yeah, That was awesome on yeah. being able to get referrals. The next yeah. thing is... Let me, find, let me, let me rephrase that um, on the referral. So it is the truth. A lot of people want to take action only when they see a deal in front of them, right? But a lot of syndicators... Even though you do 506C, you know, you want to know the person first, right? So you need to do it. You need to establish relationship way ahead before we go under contract or way ahead before we start closing, right? And that's why I have to tell them very early. If you know, right, if you know anybody who want to invest, get them to talk right now, not after we go under contract. It's too late at that time. Perfect. I love that. And just to clarify, you, you kind of went over this as well, but I'll just say um, 506B, that's with your buddies. Okay. So uh-huh. this is called a regulation D uh-huh. 506B, which uh-huh. allows you to raise money from your friends. Now, most people who raise money, uh, a lot of the fix and flippers, they're actually breaking securities laws right uh-huh. now today because they're not using these things. And uh-huh. people hear that, hey, if you don't, um, if it's like low enough, 
it's it's if it's like a, under a million or under a hundred thousand, you can do it and be fine. Okay, that's not the law, guys. That's still securities violation. You have to do it right. And so, uh, we're talking about how to utilize a 506B and also these 506Cs. This is where you can advertise or go out to the community. So B for buddy. These are your friends. C for mm -hmm. community. You can advertise it. Go to it accredited only. So mm -hmm. just FYI, if you're listening and you haven't yet done one of these things, this is very important. If you're raising money for your fix and flips, you're likely breaking the law right now. So talk yep. to a securities attorney. All right, yep. so let's get into the next thing. So we talked about publicizing your accomplishments. We talked about your uh, referrals and how to find referrals and how to make that happen. I love mm -hmm. it. A lot of good mm -hmm. info. Uh -huh. The next one I really want to talk about, and you did go into some detail, but let's uh -huh. just see if we can dive into it a little bit more. And yeah. this is finding passive, passive investors instead of active, active investors. And you were talking about most of the people at the uh, events that you go to that are real estate events. These are not passive, passive investors. These are active, passive investors. And furthermore, yeah. they know a lot of uh, operators. They know a lot of syndicators and they might put 50 here, 50 there, 50 there. When you have a passive passive investor, they might do 200 in your first deal, 200 in your next deal. So it's a completely different thing. So uh -huh. how do you find passive passive investors? How do you get in front of them? How do you get them and talk to being able to make sure that they want to invest with you? Well, I mean, um, you go out of your circle, right? So as I said, most of our circles are active passive investors. And the way to go out of circle is, you know, you go to different podcasts um, or you go to write in a different, um, completely different arena itself. I mean, you can write a blog post and you can, you know, you can even call a friends. I mean, I have people where I meet them, you know, uh, in, in a function and I tell them, hey, we are interested in this. And, and I usually tell them, why not you group up like five to six people and we meet in, in your house, right? So yeah, they say, yeah, let's do that, right? So, so usually we have a group uh, meeting, you know, in their house and I just explain to them how the whole uh, multifamily syndication works, right? And that is completely a different group of people which you can't find in any Facebook group, any meetups, they are not listening to any podcast, right? So that's completely different. So I also write a lot of blog posts for... Um, for other things like, you know, even in the, uh, even in the doctor's network, right? So I do some of the blog posts there or that. So there are people, I mean, I didn't get a lot of passive investors directly from that blog post, but that itself gives you a lot of credibility, right? So that's another way to do it. Uh, but just try to go out of your network to go and find passive, passive investors. And they are the investors which has, uh, as I said, they don't, I mean, they know you the most. Uh, the second time is, you know, once they trust, I mean, it's all about trust, right? Another day raising money is about trust. Once they trust you, they are able to uh, invest with you. And at the same time, you have to do a good job, right? It's, it's not like just raising money. You still have to deliver on your results. And when you do these few things together, these passive, passive investors will come in droves. I love it. This is great. Can you see these Facebook post questions live? Chris Collins, the answer is, Yes, Chris Collins. If you are on and you have a question for James, anyone else who's anyone else who's on the Facebook, throw the question and I'll make sure to ask yeah. that to James. All right. Read it to me because I can't see it. Oh, I will. I will. I am good at reading because I'm dyslexic. Yeah. All right. So here we go. <laughs> here we go. 
So you talked about going out of your circle. I think that's brilliant. I love it. Okay, we're talking about podcasts, getting on podcasts. And I just want to ask you real fast, which podcasts are you talking about? Just going on to other real estate investing podcasts? Or are you finding your way, James, onto podcasts even outside of the real estate realm? No, I mean, I mean I've, until now, I've been only on, my, on the podcast, which is in real estate, right? But I I mean, I've never done this before, but I think it's a good idea to go outside of the real estate podcast as well and go and publicize our multifamily syndication or just in syndication in general. You'll be surprised to know that our network of people that we know or people who are listening to podcasts, the same group of people, right? But once you go out of your network, there's thousands of podcasts out there which talks about other things and they'll be interested to know, right? Uh, and you will be the one first one to tell them about this and they'll feel that connection with you. Love it. All right. So the thing that I got my biggest takeaway from uh, what you mentioned about going outside your network was when you go to a function, mm -hmm. instead of talking to one person and saying, okay, sure, we can have lunch. Uh, this is brilliant what you said. Why don't you grab a group of five to six people and bring them to your house and we can all talk about the syndication. I love mm -hmm. that. That is just genius. And I think anyone listening can take a lot of value out of that. You go to regular functions, uh, you know, dinners, whatever, you go to a party that's not necessarily real estate. They get intrigued by, whoa, you're really doing that? How are you doing that? And yeah. you say, hey, why don't you grab a few people and let's sit down and we'll all just talk about how to do this. I love it. Okay. The next yeah. one that I want to go into, mm -hmm. actually, mm -hmm. let's answer G Chris's question. He mm -hmm. has one or two uh, ready to go. Uh, yeah. So here, if James, mm -hmm. do you find it more valuable mm -hmm. to get in front of real estate groups or non-real estate groups for networking? I would say you can do both, but if you want to raise money and you want to approach more passive-passive investors, you go out of your real estate group. I mean, people who come for real estate group, they already know real estate. They already know, you know how the whole thing works and they probably already invested all their money. Right. If you go to out of your real estate group, they probably have a lot more money to invest in real estate. They may be doing more stocks and bonds and something else. Right. And maybe I'll put uh, 500,000 into this guy's uh, real estate in, compared to you go to a real estate group. Everybody already invested their money. <laughs> Perfect. Go to the right place. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Chris, I hope you got that. My next question is, so we talked about sure. publishing results. We talked about the referrals. Where mm -hmm. We talked about getting passive, passive investors and going outside your circle of mm -hmm. friends. Uh, now I want to talk about what you're doing on Facebook groups mm -hmm. um, to get in front of more people. What are you doing on the Facebook group? So give us that. Facebook group is, I mean, I don't, get a lot of passive investors from Facebook group. I do get a lot of recognition and, and uh, I mean, maybe recently I've been getting a lot more people interacting with me through Facebook, but even before that I was able to raise a lot of money from my investor base. But in Facebook group, I do go and give ad, ad value to them. Like for example, when the interest rate goes up, you know, what are the potential uh, impact to, uh, uh, to real estate, right? I mean, you have to write your original stuff, right? I mean, you can also share a lot of other stuff, other people's stuff as well. But when you write your original materials, like putting in your own thoughts into it, I mean, do people do read it? And, and that is a big bonus in terms of establishing credibility. Wonderful. All right. So the next one I'll talk about, because you kind of started moving into this, is adding mm -hmm. value to people doing webinars. Mm -hmm. So here's, here is all the stuff we need you to, to share with us right now. Yeah. 
So you, you've talked about tax benefits. You've talked about asset protection. First question, are you bringing other people on with you to do this? Or are you doing it on your own? Second question, and I know I'm just going to fill you up with questions. Uh -huh. The second is, um, how do you advertise? Who are you bringing in on to your webinar? And the third question, I know this is three in one, is um, how often are you doing webinars like this in order to grow your passive investor list? Okay, so I usually do topics that is interesting to passive investors, right? A lot of people like to do webinar for active investors, how to be a KP, right? How to raise money, you know? So that's all active investors are the ones interested, but you have to look at it from passive investors, right? What do they be interested? They'll be interested more into, is it possible for me to invest my passive investment through an LLC? Should it be an S-Corp? Should it be a trust? So they are more interested in that kind of topic, right? So what is the tax benefit? Is there tax hack that I can do to, to save on my taxes, right? So, so these are topics for passive investors. So if you focus on passive investing, uh, like how to invest with a solo 401k, right? Instead of a, a self-directed IRA. So these are passive investors I interest. So once you create that kind of webinar topic, you bring in experts to come and talk. I don't usually talk about, but I do ask a few questions in that webinar, but experts will come and talk. And I call all my passive investors and tell them, go and bring your friends. And I go and put into bigger pockets. There's so many people in bigger pockets log in. Uh, there's so many people, uh, and also in Facebook group, right? You can just go and put it. So, so many people log in and use your webinar to capture leads, right? So once you capture leads, you know, you, they are part of your database and you can use that uh, as part of building relationship and continue adding value to them. They really appreciate it without any, um, you don't expect anything from them, right? I mean, but once you add value, when the deal comes, you know, they feel like, they know you, they can trust you, and they feel like you have given value to them, and they'll be more willing to listen to you when a deal comes. Wow, so much value in this, so, so, so much value. Um, and that's, that's the thing, so just for the listener right now, or somebody who's watching the Facebook, that's exactly the opposite of what I've been doing. I add as much value as I can to people that, who wanna do this. I try to help people, hey, let me help you get into your first deal. Let me teach you how to raise money so you can get into your first deal. So you don't have to wear all the hats. Let me teach you this. Let me uh, help you know a, a trick to networking to finding passive investors. It's this exact uh, episode that we're doing right now. We're benefiting those people who want to get into the business to be an active passive investor. Uh -huh. You're doing it completely opposite and you're finding extreme success. I hope that the, I'm getting a ton of value, so thank you so much. <laughs> I hope the listener is getting this. This is awesome. So we are going to take a break, and we're going to be right back with the final five with Jane Kondasami. Hey, podcast listener, I will be in Dallas, Texas on July 25th, 26th, and 27th of this year. July 25th, 26th, and 27th. I'd love to meet you there. But that's not why I'm sharing this. Why I'm sharing this is, holy cow, the people that are gonna be speaking at this event, I mean, there's gonna be hundreds of attendees. Hal Elrod, Corey Peterson, Robert Helms, Joe Fairless, Andrew Cushman, me, Adam Adams, Matt Fairclough, David Zook, Brian Burke, Michael Becker, Reed Goosens, Dan Hanford, and Neil Bawa. It's gonna be insane. It'll be in Dallas, Texas on July, I almost forgot, July 25th, 26th, 
and 27th. I want you to go get your tickets. Just go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash Adam. If you do the forward slash Adam, you save an, an extra hundred bucks, okay? Don't just go to dealmakerliveevent.com because then you pay an extra hundred bucks, but go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash Adam. And I'll just put that link in the show notes. See you there. Mr. James Kanasami, what is the most creative deal that you've ever done? The most creative deal is my number three deals, which is where, should I go into details? A little bit, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so we bought, a, we bought an apartment which was almost 80% occupied for past five years, right? So it went in and out of contract for four times before I buy it. And the big problem in this apartment is uh, there's not enough parking. So, so the way I solved that problem is we looked at the apartment and there was two vacant land beside it. And we approached the one of the person, one of the owners on one side, and we see it was a weird shape vacant land. So we know they can't do anything with it. So we bought that land together. It was a, a two deal at the same time. We bought the apartment and we bought the land. We put it under contract. We closed on the same day, and we build. We merge both of this land by replatting and rezoning with the city, and we build a parking lot with it. So we basically solved that problem. We we bought the deal at forty five a door which is uh, 5.1 million for the apartment is 115 units. And we bought the land for 300,000. We negotiated from 1 million to 300,000. Um, so it's like $5.4 million, right? So it was appraised uh, at uh, seven, 70 a door. So 45 a door to 70 a door in uh, 15 months. And we just refinanced that deal out at 80% cash out within 15 months. Awesome. Thank you for going over that. And uh, Chris, I am going to ask your question. So don't worry. Next question in the final five is what's a book you recommend? What's the book? Except my book, I guess, right? <laughs> you can. Yeah. Yeah. You just wrote a book. So yeah. Tell, well, tell us about yeah, it. I mean, I mean, in, in general, the book I would recommend would be Think and Grow Rich. It's all in the mindset. Uh, if you think there's no deal right now, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think there is a deal. You're yeah, absolutely right. right too, right? Yeah. Cool. But I would recommend if you're a passive investor, go and get my book on Amazon. It's called Passive Investing in Commercial Real Estate. That's another value addition that I'm doing for passive investors. Nobody wrote a book for passive investors until now. And if you look around, 95% of the investors are passive investors, right? So only 5% of syndicators, right? So, so that's, I mean, we got, we hit number one bestseller list uh, within uh, one week in that, in that uh, book. And it's bestseller in US and Canada. So, these are the two books I would recommend. One is for passive investors. One is in general for anybody. Where were you five years ago? Five years ago, I was working a W-2 job and I was doing my single family rentals. What was the job? Exactly five years ago. Oh, I'm an electrical engineer uh, okay. with an MBA. Perfect. And where will you be five years from today, James? Uh, five years from today, I'll be running a much more bigger projects. I mean, uh, but I'm not sure what would that be? Would it be, I mean, it could be a different asset class. Uh, it could be multifamily. It depends on where it is in the cycle. Makes sense. I like that. And how do you give back? Oh, I give back in many ways. First of all, I give back to my passive investors through my free webinars and I give back through my blogs and I do sponsor almost 300 uh, kids in uh, third world countries in Africa and India. We, we sponsor every month their education costs. So that's very 
fulfilling for us. It, it was 121 kids last year. This year is 300 kids. So, so we are growing and that's, that's where my unit count comes. You know, sometimes people go with unit counts of thousands of units, but that's where I track my unit counts is basically how much I give back to the people who are unfortunate. I love it. All right. So I'm going to ask this one question that Chris had sure. and he was talking about your webinar. Uh-huh. And he was just basically saying, hey, are you afraid when you bring an expert on your webinar? Are you afraid that they're going to steal some of your passive investors? Well, I don't, I mean, so the problem is a lot of them, a lot of people don't really take action. So there's nothing really to be afraid of. I mean, I can tell you step one to 10 on how I find a deal and very less than 1% of the listeners will go and do it. So end of the day, People need, I mean, there's, there's no real need to worry about bringing experts. It's all about abundance mentality. Okay. So are the experts that you bring on, are they other syndicators that you would even have to worry about? Or are these just CPAs, attorneys, et cetera? Yeah, that's another thing. So they're more CPAs, attorneys, and uh, yeah, they're not usually syndicators. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right, Chris Collins, I hope that answers your question. Um, and then the final, final question I have for you, James, that a lot of people are going to resonate with you. A lot of people are learning a ton from you right now. So yep. what is the one and only one single best way for them to find you and get a hold of you? Uh, my website, Achieve Investment Group, and my email, which is at James at Achieve Investment Group. Achieve is like achieving a goal. Okay. Go to achieveinvestmentgroup.com. Perfect. Thank right. you so much. I really appreciate you coming on the show. And until next time, my friend, think outside the box. I hope you got value out of today's episode. And before I let you go, if you did get a lot of value, please feel free to hop over to iTunes and let us know your thoughts and impressions. I love it when I get five-star ratings and reviews from our listeners. And so if, if you want to do that, I'd be super, super grateful. And as a reminder, I'll be on stage at the DealMaker Live event. If you want to go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash Adam, you actually save an extra hundred bucks. Who's going to be there? Well, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Advisors will be there. Corey Peterson, Hal Elrod, Robert Helms, Adam Adams, that's, that's me. Joe Fairless, Andrew Cushman, Matt Fairclough, Dave Zook, Brian Burke, Michael Becker, Reed Goosens, Dan Hanford, and Neil Bawa. It's going to be insane. I hope to see you there. Go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash Adam. 